You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm on my own. Against the wall, the pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar, and now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. G'day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. The music of Bianca Bellage there to kick off the show, and that'll come uh, evident as to why we did that in just a tick. First of all, uh, let me say good day to my co-hosts, Welshy and Lyle. Hello, guys. Very good day, Tony. How are you? Excellent, thank you, Lyle. No, I'm feeling a lot better than I was last week, mate. To be honest. Why? What happened last week? What was wrong last week? Oh, I got called the Paul Romer of the podcast. Mm. Uh, I think I that think was complimentary, to be honest. Just don't do complimentary. anything. Just don't do anything well, Paul, stupid, mate. Paul you Romer wouldn't... was a solid hand. I didn't think Paul I was Roma, doing anything stupid. Paul Roma was a solid hand. A solid hand, all right. Well, solid hand is better than what I was getting called last week. I'll give you the hot tip. Well, you've, you've come to the show whinging and just You'll a little bit boring it. again. So yeah. just uh, yeah, lift a bit, son. Lift a bit. That's all I've got to say. Uh, <laughs> lift a bit. I, I said I'm you going, are boring. Well. I'm going you are a lot boring. better than last week. Yeah. Uh, Pat Leprade, gentlemen, last week. A fantastic interview. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, he was really good. I um, enjoyed talking to him and the book is available. So, uh, which I think um, we've posted a few links. So just check us out, check out our um, Facebook page. But he's also on this week's um, Dark Side of the Ring. We got so you'll be able to put a face to the voice. Yeah, uh, a wealth of knowledge. Wrestling uh, historian, especially... Uh, in the Montreal area, uh, area, and obviously he's done his research on Andre the Giant, that's for sure. But yeah, phenomenal book, can't recommend it enough. Lyle, who do you reckon does more research, Pat for one of his books or Tony for one of our episodes? Well, I he got Andre's name right, so he's already got him covered. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. shut up, you two. That's... <laughs> Tony would have went, Tony would have. Now, you're lucky this book. isn't a hey, can anyone find Tony? No, Tony. He's wearing a Where's Wally shirt. <laughs> Tony would have started the Andre book opening of, um, yeah, it's, uh, I've spoken to the big show about his dad. <laughs> uh, just because of your inability to do things, two things at once, Welshy, Lyle and I uh, were fortunate enough to throw some questions at Bianca Belair. And thanks to the WWE for giving us these answers so bianca how are you spending your time at home have you been cooking more watching some good tv we might as well yeah during this time my husband and i we've honestly been finding different ways to enjoy each other so we've been doing a lot of just um we've been cooking a lot together 
Uh, we've been, we had a dance contest <laughs> uh, after WrestleMania. We played games in the house. We played musical chairs. We played hot potato. Uh, he came up with this game where we had to like eat a piece of cake and drink a cup of milk and have a trivia game. We've, we've just been trying to fill our time. Um, I've also made about 12 different pairs of gear since uh, we've been staying in the house because I have, I'm a gear hoarder and I, I just had a box of like 23 different fabrics and I've just been trying to knock them out. Um, I've also been reading a lot. I've been reading uh, Toni Morrison, who is, is actually who I'm currently reading right now. Um, yep, Toni Morrison. Toni Morrison is right, who I'm reading right now on TV. We have, what was the last thing? Oh, we just watched um, the Michael Jordan documentary, the two, the first two seasons, uh, first two episodes. Uh, so we're really excited to keep watching that. Which of your ring gear that you have designed means the most to you? And has sewing or should I say fashion designing always been a passion for you? Yes. So I have been pretty creative and pretty hands-on my whole life. I get it from... My dad, who I feel like I'm the female version of my dad. My dad is, I've been, you know, I grew up with him who he built our own deck in our backyard and he's always doing something, making something. My mom is the same way. Like they're both very, they're super creative and I just grew up in that environment. And so I used to sew when I was younger. My mom had this, this little, uh, little cookie, little cookie, um, a, tin jar like Christmas cookie jar that had everything in it but cookies so it was a jar that had like sewing needles and thread and I used to just go in uh in her room in her closet and get in I was just I started just sewing at first pillowcases together I was just I didn't even know what I was doing but it went it carried over into high school I used to sew and make my own outfits i would take my brother's jerseys that were were huge before jersey dresses were even a thing and i would cut them up and turn his jersey into a dress and take jerseys and put them on belts and make jersey belts so i used to design our track team in high school i would design our track uniforms and our t-shirts and then it kind of carried over more so into crossfit or i told you before i was used to sew and make my own gears and outfits and CrossFit. And it kind of carried over into WWE because I feel, you know, I do everything the best and I, I do everything myself is a huge part of my character. And I really mean that I really invest everything that I have into my character. And that's even, I take full control over what I want to look like, what I want to wear. And I, and, and I'm the best. So I just do everything myself. And that's how I really, really feel. Um, so my gear, I have probably my most favorite gear is my Black History Month gear that I wore at TakeOver Portland. Uh, it's Black History Month and it's really important to me because I'm really, really stressed. I really feel like Black history is American history, is world history. And it's I'm very, very, very passionate about that. And so that's probably my favorite gear that I've, that I've made and that has the most uh, sentimental value to me. And other than that, probably my gear that I wore at the Royal Rumble uh, because it's on my action figure. <laughs> so I have to, it's, it's really cool to, when I see my action figure, um, 
not only is it I'm, am I seeing myself, but the gear that my action figure has on, I actually made that gear. And so it just all ties in together and it just it just really makes all of this just mean so much more. Uh, now, now that you're on the uh, the main WWE roster, um, any interactions with Shayna Baszler we can look forward to in the future? I really do hope that down the line and in the future that Shayna Baszler and I find ourselves in the ring together. You know, I was in NXT and I was chasing after the NXT women's title for a while. And everyone was chasing after Shayna. And I wanted to be the one to take that title from Shayna and, you know, leaving NXT and not being able to accomplish that. I always felt like I had unfinished business in NXT. So when I got uh, switched over to Raw, it was a bittersweet moment. I was very, very excited about coming to Raw. It was new, new doors opening. I got to be on the same show as my husband. But one of the things that made it less bitter about the fact that I had to leave NXT before I got to accomplish becoming the women's NXT champion first is the fact that Shayna Baszler is on Raw with me. So I kind of can transfer that energy over to Raw and kind of accomplish the same thing by still getting in the ring with her and beating her. So... I'm, I always hold a grudge a little bit when it comes to Shayna, and it's it's always going to be something. It's always going to be something there until I finally get to get in the ring with her, and you know, kind of give her a little bit of payback. So I'm hoping down the line that that's that's that opens up for 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 me. You're one of the most athletic women in the WWE right now. How much of that is a credit to your CrossFit background? A lot of my athletic ability does come from CrossFit, but I, I love CrossFit, but I can't just give all the credit to CrossFit because um, a lot of the sports that I did before CrossFit actually, uh, it, I was able to pull from a lot of the uh, sports that I did and put it into CrossFit because CrossFit, you have to be strong, agile, flexible, powerful, you have to have agility, and so I actually was able to pull from, I did gymnastics and I did tumbling and I was able to pull a lot from that. I did track and field and, and hurt, I did hurdles. So I had the coordination and the strength and the agility and the speed. I think a lot of my athletic background helped me be very successful in CrossFit. Um, and I think all of that combined has really helped me in transition into the WWE as far as, you know, CrossFit, you have to be learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You have to learn to push yourself. You have to learn to really practice new skills and, and, and learn them because, you know, CrossFit competitions, when you go, a lot of times you show up and they always have a skill or an event that you've never done before. So you have to learn how to quickly adapt and excel in that one event in order, you know, to be successful in that cross in that CrossFit competition. So I think being able to take being coachable, being able to adapt, uh, and being able to be uh, learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable, transitioning all of that into WWE, it's really just helped me excel in you know athletic wise and being able to do a lot of things that I do in the ring as far as like strength and agility, you know, with pressing people over my head or turning flips. That comes from body control and and you know learning how your body operates when you're up in the air all that comes from track gymnastics and crossfit how did mark henry first discover you 
and what is the most useful piece of advice he's given you along the way? After my track career, I wanted to find something that I could still be competitive in. So I was doing CrossFit and I really stood out because I like how now how I sew and I design and make my own gears. I was doing the same thing in CrossFit where I was, you know, all the other girls were just wearing regular shorts and t-shirts. I was coming out in tutus and uh, big bows and just really being, I was standing out and not really even trying or knowing. I was just kind of being myself. And at a lot of CrossFit competitions, I was getting on the microphone and without really knowing it, cutting promos at the time. And Mark Henry came across a video of me at a CrossFit event uh, and on the internet. And uh, he contacted me and asked me had I ever thought of being in the WWE. And at first I actually thought that it was fake and I didn't think that it was him until my nephew uh, contacted me. He was like, you know, Mercury's comment on your photos. I'm like, that's that's not real. But then he, he messaged me and he, you know, he kind of set everything up and it was really ironic because I was actually looking into entering my information in on the website for a tryout. So it kind of everything just lined up. And he told me, you know, I can get you a tryout, but that's all I can really do. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't get you a spot in WWE. So I'm going to use a tryout, but you have to come through. You have to put in the work and you have to impress the coaches and impress the people who make the decisions. And so he got me in the door, but I, he made it very clear from the very beginning. It's like, this is all going to be on you. You know, you have my name behind you and you have my approval, but everything is going to be on you. So I've never felt like I had like, you know, an upper hand or something to lean on. He he really opened the door for me to the to the WWE. And it means a lot, you know, having a name like Mark Henry behind you. And uh, it just made me feel like if I had someone like Mark Henry believing in me, gave me a lot of confidence. And it, it just it really pushed me. And ever since then, you know, I feel like he's always been someone that I can go to for advice. But I feel like the most critical um, advice that he's given me is actually when I had just started out. And I really didn't understand what he was saying um, until I got further along. And he was asking me about my character. You know, who do you want to be when people see you? Who do you want to be? And I didn't really understand. And I kind of just gave him this generic answer of what I thought I was supposed to say. But it really clicked with me when I really started thinking about Bianca Belair. He was telling me, you know, you want, when people see you, you don't want to have to open your mouth. You want to be, uh, when people look at you, they already know what you're about, what you do, and who you are without you ever having to open your mouth. So when I started thinking about Bianca Belair, you know, from what I wear to my moveset that I do in the ring, um, I, I, my presence, I wanted my presence to be felt. And so when his, the, the best advice he gave me had to do with my character. You famously declared yourself as the Est of NXT. And now you say you're the Est of WW. I think it's Est or is it EST? I'm not too sure. Can you tell us what that really means? The EST of, well, now WWE, it just means that I... I'm a I'm a hybrid athlete. I'm not just good in one area. I'm not just good at one thing. I'm not just strong. I'm not just someone who can you know go in there and and do flips and be you know a showcase athlete. I'm someone who can do it all, and I'm not just average in 
you know, different areas. I'm the best in every single area. So I'm the strongest, I'm the fastest, the quickest, the roughest, the greatest, um, the smartest, I'm the best. And all those end in EST. So I'm just see myself as being the absolute best in every single area that you can think of. Do you see your position as a WWE superstar carrying a responsibility to set an example for young girls and women around the world? I definitely do. And I have to say, you know, with reading the responses that I get a lot and messages that I get a lot, the further along I get in my career, the more I see that I do have a responsibility and I take that very seriously. You know, I feel like especially with women and young girls, uh, a lot of times we're taught to shrink ourselves and that's a big part of my character is you never shrink yourself to soothe anyone's insecurities. You always, you know, never dim your light for anyone as cliche as that sounds. It's, it's real life and it's true. You, you go out there and you shine bright and you know, that that's in my character. I talk about all the time. It's even in my theme song, watch me shine now. And it's, something that I really, really want to stress to young girls, um, especially within the community that I come from. A lot of times I feel like a lot of the girls are just based off of how they look. A lot of times we're just automatically counted out and it's like, no, go, go out there and show them who you are and don't hold back. Um, so it's, I, I hold that responsibility very close to my heart. And it's not even just for young girls or just for women. It's for everyone because, you know, life is hard and people go through things and, you know, even seeking validation in other things, you can't do that. And I, I stress that all the time, like you have to be your biggest supporter. You have to be your biggest cheerleader and, you know, never seek validation in anyone. So I hold that responsibility very true to my heart. I take it very seriously. And it actually is the part of my job that I love the most because, I mean, it's great to have a job and have a career and be able to, you know, provide a roof over my head and be able to eat. But at the same time, that type of stuff really puts meaning to my job. And it really, it just really makes my job meaningful. And that's really what life is about. It's not just always about financial um, and making money. It's really about make, making it a positive impact in the world and leaving a legacy. So then that's what WWE is, is really providing for me. What are your future ambitions in the WWE? My future WWE ambitions, um, I feel like the, the cliche answer that a lot of people probably give is to be, you know, if I'm on Raw, to be the Raw Women's Champion. If I'm on SmackDown, to be the SmackDown Women's Champion, eventually be NXT Women's Champion. Of course, I want to be champion um, on all three brands at some particular time. But I just, honestly, I just want to go out there and leave an impact no matter where I'm at. I feel like I did that with NXT. I left the impact. I was able to be a part of a lot of great historical matches, monumental matches, like like takeover war games, and really just go out there and just showcase who Bianca Belair is. And when they, you know, leave a legacy, when they, when they think about, Back to this era in history, I'm going to be the one of the names that that pops up as one of the key players, regardless if I won one match or 100 matches. I, I, I just I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave an impact. 
Um, of course, you know, I want to be, a, I want to be a future hall of famer. I think if that happens, that really just ties everything in together. But I just really want when people think of this era that, you know, as much weight as Charlotte Flair's name holds and Becky Lynch's name holds, I want Bianca Belair to be a name that is at the top of the of the list and has a legacy and, and really you know when they think of this era they think of Bianca Belair. Bianca like Charlotte Flair you came into the WWE with a sports background but no real wrestling training. Tell us how much of a hand or how much help the WWE Performance Center has been to you. Oh the Performance Center is like super essential to your success here especially with someone like me, who, like you said, came in, zero wrestling experience. Uh, also, it's, it's, it's more than just learning the physical parts. You know, I did not watch wrestling growing up. And so I feel like I've been playing catch-up since the very beginning at the Performance Center. Not only do they teach you the physical aspect, they teach you, you know, you have so much knowledge there with all the coaches that are there and teaching you the history of the business and, you know, teaching you um, even just the culture of, of WWE and the history and the physical aspects. And, you know, it, it's, it was very crucial to my success here because I didn't even know how to do a headlock or a wrist lock. So I've learned everything from the performance center. You know, my coach, Sarah model, she's amazing. She's taught me since the very beginning. Um, but you just have so it's so much knowledge there and so much experience there and even meeting people who were on the indie scene for years and meeting guys and girls that have been have been doing this for eight years 10 years you you just learn so much just from being surrounded by so much knowledge and experience and it's just it's it's a it's a, a culture and uh, an environment that really sets you up for success. And it's so many, um, it's just, it's so many, um, I'm trying to find my words here, uh, resources, so many resources there that you really just have to take advantage of. And it just really sets you up for success. You know, it's, it's all up to you. And if you want it, then you really can be successful. Like there's no way that to not be successful if you, if you capitalize on all the resources there at the Performance Center. And we've seen the likes of Ronda Rousey and most recently the Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, enter the world of WWE. Are there any other sporting superstars that you'd like to see enter the world of WWE and probably go well? Personality-wise, <laughs> I think that they would do great as far as like personality-wise and really just being charismatic and being able to get people invested in them. Uh Mayweather would be, would be great. <laughs> he would be, bring a lot. You know, he has a, a crazy great background and he would really come in and like shake things up. Um, I also think that someone like hmm, Serena Williams would be would be great too because I think that she's just as a woman she's just powerful and strong and what she represents. You know, I think she could bring a whole nother demographic of uh, fans and audiences and, and audience to WWE too. I, I think those two would be, could really come in and like shake things up here. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware, Bianca, but I was actually in Chicago for Survivor Series and I saw you make your ring debut on a WWE pay-per-view. 
It was an incredible weekend for NXT. What are your lasting memories of that weekend? Well, we began with War Games, <laughs> um, which was, you know, it began with War Games, which is probably the, one of the most lasting, you know, memories from NXT. Getting to share the ring in such a... Um, a monumental moment, you know, unprecedented moment with the girls. Like I got to share that moment in the ring with the girls at NXT and I, and you know, as much as we fight each other and as much as we go after the same thing, we are a family, you know, those, those, those are my girls. And just that experience just kicking off the weekend with, you know, the moments that people don't see where we are behind the curtain curtain about to make our entrance and you know you hear that siren going off and you see the lights flashing and the cage is 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 dropping down that's it's like the choir before the storm it's a feeling that you can't describe and it's a feeling that you know a lot of the fans they don't see and they don't experience and just finally getting out there and putting on a match like that and it's it's still hard to even describe but it was the perfect way to, to kick off the weekend. And then to go from literally fighting each other and trying to tear each other apart in war games the very next day, you know, like I said, we're a family. So we come together and we have to do what we have to do a Survivor Series and represent NXT. And, you know, NXT is always going to hold a special place in my heart. And that's what we did. We went out there like we're a family right now and we're going to put continue to put NXT on the map and, and show that, you know, we've been down here, you know, representing NXT and we just really wanted to showcase to the world what we what we had been doing. And we did that. And it's it was it's just great to be able to have those moments. But it's even better when you get to experience it and share it with the girls that you've been behind the scenes working so hard together to to, to um to get these moments. All right, good interview there with Bianca Belair. Thanks to the WWE and Rowan Herbstreet, of course, for helping us uh, with those answers right there. The music of Indy Hartwell brings us into segment number two, and there's a great reason for that as we introduce Joel Bateman to the program as well. Hello, Joel. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Fantastic, thanks. And even more happier for the uh, fact that Indy Hartwell has made her... Uh, more happier? Well, I'm happy, but I'm even more happier now. That Indy Hartwell has made her, uh, her big time debut in WWE. Yeah, she did. Uh, got her ass kicked and did it really well. Um, sold the made uh, made um, Shayna look like a a beast. I uh, I thought I thought her icing her arm on Instagram uh, later that night was uh, very good. It was. I thought that was a nice touch. It's a little. It's the little thing sometimes that put something over really good. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, Raw was uh, Australian wrestling there for a, for a little bit this well, week. MCW versus WWE, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, very, very good. The crowd loved it. Well, the, the fan. 
<laughs> the solitary fan at the performance center. Joel, it's fantastic though, isn't it? And it's just, it makes you feel so proud when you see these guys take that step up and get their opportunities, knowing that in some little way that, you know, yourself and, and others have been involved in their career. A hundred percent. I mean, uh, just kind of watching social media because obviously raw airs for us, you know, in the mid afternoon, um, everybody going, Oh my goodness. Like there is so many Australians on this show and it's, it's only a sign of things to come. I mean, that isn't everybody from Australia, uh, who's with the WWE at the moment. So, uh, hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, let's hope it is. Uh, Joel, you, you posed an interesting question on Twitter last week in regards to fantasy booking and sort of asking people to think about what the first event for 2020 or whatever that may be might look like. Take us through that. Well, so a lot of my unabashed and fandom is Japanese wrestling. And when they've had a big kind of natural disasters in the past. They do a show called All Together. They did one after the tsunami. They've done them after earthquakes. And essentially, all the promotions put political bias aside and put together a massive supercard featuring All Japan, New Japan, uh, Pro Wrestling, NOAA, etc., etc. And Australia's always toyed with the idea of a super show. Um, I mean, Tony, you were around for the ones that happened in Sydney yeah. back in the early 2000s. Uh, NWA in Adelaide and, and things that are like all the way up to, you know, I mean, some of the top independent cards we see now are more or less super shows. So, yeah, I threw it out there and it kind of took off a little bit, which is kind of the catalyst for this segment. But um, there's been some really cool people who have reached out and gone, hey, I wrote a card. And it's just kind of cool to see where everyone's head's at and kind of it's, if it is a look into the future of kind of who's the now and who's the next um, for Australian wrestling. Well, boys, we've been able to put ours together, but we also got a few of the ones that came in from uh, other places around Australia, Welshie. Yeah, I got one from Dan Leonard. His is uh, off the top of his head and in no particular order, he stated. Um, <laughs> he's got Caveman Ugg versus Tommy Knight, uh, two big bulls smashing into each other. Uh, he wants to see... He's already seen them twice, but he wants to see Kellyanne versus... Jessica Troy, two out of three falls. Um, he just thinks he could watch them every day. Mm. Uh, the Perea versus the Brat Pack, and um, he wants to see that again. Uh, Matty Wahlberg versus Sam Osborne. Rat Daddy versus Mick Moretti, he thinks would be a lot of fun. Uh, Sid Parker versus Gavin McGavin, having the psycho punk dinosaur versus the wrestler's wrestler. And Lux versus Avery and Erica Reed um, is the other match. And he also wants to be self-indulgent and put together a 40-man random battle royal with some wacky personal favourites of his. And he'd like to see someone like Psychotic win because it would piss everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong about that. <laughs> Good call. Uh, I think it would even piss him off, which would be the, yeah. the funniest part of it. <laughs> I've, I've got one from uh, G'day Oz Wrestler. And the first match there would be Mitch, Nick and Avery as the Bat Pack up against Wahlberg, Loverboy and Lux and the, Velo and the Velocities as well, Diamond, Jude and Paris. So that would be a lovely uh, tag team start off there. Seb Matters versus Dowie James. Jeez, that would be good. That's really, match. really good. Very Tommy good. Knight versus Bobby Marshall versus Robbie Thorpe versus Ricky South. 
All the young wolves. I was going to say, I haven't seen Bobby Thorpe. Uh, where's he Bobby wrestling Thorpe's at the moment? PCW, and right. he is a prototype of what wrestling oh, could be. Oh, I read the I read the Grand Slam review, and they were they said some very nice things about him. Uh, yeah, yes, he's incredible. This is uh, this is a juicy one. The next one, Robbie Eagles up against Royce Chambers. It's going to happen at some point. Yeah, I mean, it might be on one of our one or two of our cards. I think, <laughs> as well. I think that's a dream match for every Australian wrestling fan at the minute. A no DQ match between Jag and Davis Storm. Yeah, I, I, they, there's 20 years of history in that match. Yeah, exactly. They beat the shit out of each other again. Nations versus TMDK, Madison Bonza, Jess Hoffman and Moretti versus Slex, Mikey Nichols. Pitt, Slater, and Mickey Broderick. Mikey. Mikey Broderick. Yeah, I haven't seen him before. Where's Sydney boy? Sydney You boy. have seen him before, yes. I have? Okay, I've seen him before. <laughs> I, just didn't know his name. I think you called him Mark Moretti. Oh, no, that was a different guy. No, it was another guy. <laughs> Ugg and Sid versus Dowie and Brooksy. Oh. Like yeah, that. all right. I do too. Yeah, I, like I keep forget. I keep forgetting. Ugg's a really good tag team wrestler. He's not just this heavyweight juggernaut that he actually does really good tag stuff with Sid. Now the uh, venue would be Max Watts, Smack Daddy Ring Announcer Live. Uh, sorry, Smack Daddy Ring Announcer Live commentary by Gino Gambino and Big Fudge. At one point, Crackerjack with Brother Gore comes out to attack, and we get a double stink face spot. Uh, he, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. I love get I love get Aos wrestler. Yeah, Following nice. on Twitter. Good work. work. Who have you got there, Lyle? I've got Kevin Chiat from uh, WA. Um, it's calling it the Perth Super Show. The venue because no one the... can get in and out of the state. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the venue is the Astor Theatre. Uh, he's got ring announcers Dean Olsen and Crackerjack. Uh, ring announcer CJ Rose. Yep. Uh, opening the show will be Maddie Wahlberg versus Michael. What's the cut off here? Molo. How do you pronounce that? Oh, the Don. Michael Mario. Uh, yes, Moriarty. sorry. It's the Don. Oh, yes, the Don. Keep laughing at me. Oh, sorry. Everyone just calls him the Don. I didn't at least really... I didn't stuff up the first match. I've got the ring announcers. Uh, versus Craven versus Royce Chambers. Uh, second match, Edith, Edith Knight versus Stella Nix uh, versus Lux. Sorry, that's a tag match. Edith and Stella tagging against Lux. Gavin McGavin versus Dowie James. That'd be good. I'd like that one. Yeah. I do like the Gavin McGavin as a common th- common thread across these cards. Um, I think 2021 will definitely be today. This year would have been his year, but uh, yeah. I think next year most uh, MCW Women's Championship, no DQ, Avery versus Lena Cross. Yeah, right. Mm. No DQ. That'd make it interesting. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Adam Brooks versus Julian Ward. We haven't seen enough Julian Ward over this side. Uh, Have we seen any? No. I don't believe I don't so, no. No. I don't, I don't think I've seen him. No. <laughs> Definitely haven't. Uh, TMDK Civil War. 
Marcus Pitt, Damian Slater. Uh, is it Mikey Roderick? Mikey Nichols. Is it Mikey Nichols? No, it was Mo- Mikey Broderick. Uh, versus Mikey Nichols, Slex and Hartley Jackson. Yeah, I'd pay to see that. Civil War, that's good. I like that. Uh, the EPW Coastal Championship, Davis Storm versus Robbie Eagles. Wow. That's the main event. That's not a bad main event. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that's, he knows he's, he's wrestling, right. Kevin, that's for sure. Yes. Yes, definitely. Have he does. And... I read his columns on Voices of Wrestling. Have Davis yes. and Robbie fought much before? Well, I'm trying to think of a time where they would have crossed paths. And like, unless sure it's on some random obscure show, like I can't think of a time where Robbie spent a great deal of time in Perth or Davis has spent a great deal of time in Sydney. There'd have to be at least one or two matches somewhere in their time. You'd think so, but not enough. Ask him. Somebody yeah. tweeted at us. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Robbie or Davis can tell us. I'm sure they'll confirm <laughs> that for us. Uh, Joel, what do you got, mate? Uh, I've got a card from the Honourable Ryan Eagles, um, who jumped in on the conversation. Um, Ryan, obviously, being a long-standing Sydney wrestling... I'm not going to call him a legend, but because he'll get angry. Um, <laughs> I asked him about venue... <laughs> I asked him about venue, and he has said that Melbourne has the best wrestling venues in the country, um, but couldn't lock one down, so let's go with Max Watts in Sydney. Um, we don't have a ring announcer, but the commentary team of Gino Gambino and Julian James. Jules can um, ring announce. Yeah, yeah, Jules can pull double duty. Um, a bit of a double bubble, as long as he pays. Um, so to open the show, a fatal four-way between Mick Moretti, Matty Wahlberg, Headhunter Rig and Sid Parker. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, this is a, a good card. A lot, a lot of love for Sid Parker. And rightfully so. I mean, like, he, yeah. he did disappear for a little bit, but I think, um, I think everyone's kind of ready for a character like Sid now. Um, that being said, I think I might accidentally left him off my card, but what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> match, <laughs> match two, uh, Caveman Ugg versus Mikey Broderick. Um, and even though Tony can't remember what Mikey Broderick looks like, the other fellas can, and that'd be excellent. Match number three, Dowie James versus Ricky South. Yeah, that's a match I really want to see. Yeah, I like that. Me too. Uh, yes. Match number four, I believe that's, that Jess is Jessica Troy versus Kellyanne. I feel like that's going to be a common thread. Um, last before intermission, Davis Storm versus Ryan Eagles. Ooh. So he's booked himself. Yeah, leave the crowd. Uh, leave the crowd going for a beer when pumping. He, yeah. He's promoting. He's promoting the show. Of course, he booked himself. Didn't you guys book yourselves on your own card? Nah. I, I, I can't keep up with anybody on my card. I booked myself. Not in a match though. I'm refing. It'll be fine. Um, although Ryan Eagles broke the rule and booked eight matches. Um, a six-man tag coming back from intermission So the Velocity So that's Paris De Silva, Jude London And Matt Diamond Versus Royce Chambers, Robbie Eagles And Adam Brooks nice. Oh, What a match Yes <laughs> Now his semi-main And again this is for him Is Mark Davis Versus Jag Hartley Jackson Mark Davis now, would be hopping though Wouldn't he? 
Um, he's, he's, he's running now. He's not that far off being ready. The problem is uh, Jag is stuck in Japan for the foreseeable. Oh, we've all booked, I booked Jag as well. Should well, be he's not. stuck in Japan for the foreseeable. Enjoy getting on the phone <laughs> and seeing who bought the gear with him to the show. I've got, uh, Hartley. I've got Hartley also. And then uh, in the main event, uh, which I think is a cracking main event, he's got the untouchables of Marcus Pitt and Damian Slater against Slex and Mikey Nichols and PMDK. So he's got another um, civil war. Um, yeah, actually, he does. Oh, Amazing. That's a really good card, actually. I, when I saw that card, I, I want to be at that show. Ryan Eagles is one of the best minds in Australian wrestling, by none. He doesn't get enough, um, I guess, uh, what's the word? Credit? Recognition. Recognition. I know it started with an R. I didn't want to say credit. Um, yeah, he doesn't get enough recognition for some of the um, things he's been able to put together over the last you know, decade and a half. So. Joel, before we get into ours, a, a serious question of you, because you're probably the most recent person to actually get some sort of inter-promotional match going when we did the charity match at the ballpark. <laughs> how, how tough would it be to get something like that Ryan Eagles match together, uh, that card together? Would it, it, just, would it just not happen? No, it's doable. The thing is, because Australia is so vast, and considering we just lost an airline, um, it'd be expensive. That yeah. would be the problem. Um, back in the day, no, it wouldn't happen because promotions wouldn't get along enough and someone's got to lose, um, which is always the problem on these cards because someone's got to do the job. Um, nowadays, no, I think um, there's enough of an understanding that if it's for the betterment of Australian wrestling, um, that we can all put our egos aside and just do what's best for business. But surely, and I, and I take your point about it being expensive, but surely you would get a 1,000 people in either Sydney or Melbourne to that event, and those people would be very happy to pay 70, 75 bucks to go see that card. It's something that I will go and get more offline, but I mean, like, what's been the biggest house? The biggest domestic houses with just Australian talent isn't the 1,500, you know, 1,000 people you're talking. Like, it's pipe dream, cool, but, like, anything over 1,000 people immediately usually has an international tag to it. Um, and not and at because, 75 bucks as well. That's not at 75 bucks. The problem is because the cities are so far away, like a card like Ryan's appeals to people here in Melbourne and appeals to people in Perth. And appeals to people in Adelaide, but getting them all to Sydney to see the show is another thing entirely. Yeah, okay. A oh, Will Carpool. Will Carpool? Cool. Yep. Great. Right, yeah, on my, on my card, I'm not paying flights for anybody. Everyone's getting in a car. Who's, uh, who's kicking this off for us? <laughs> uh, Lyle. Now, before you start, Lyle, because we didn't really put it online, but we did kind of set out some rules around this so we can't book. 65 person battle royal so nobody gets upset that they get left off these cards yeah that's right that's right i might have that's broken it. a few of the rules though <laughs> i you may have said, bent them <laughs> you guys sent me the rules oh, all right so that yeah, was so set... that you guys would have worse cards than us <laughs> <laughs> so what are the rules <laughs> i don't have them in front of me that was something like um you're only allowed to have in. two gimmick matches yep which is how I got around my limit on tag teams of two tag team matches. Yeah, I should have um, told you how to do that. <laughs> and you're two, allowed two. to go to look. You got you've got yeah. the rules there. Yeah, Lyle. I've got it here. Uh, seven matches in total, no more than two tags, no more than two triple threats slash uh, 
you know, fatal four ways. Multi-man. Yeah. yeah, multi-man. No more than two gimmick matches. Must currently live in Australia and not currently contractually... Contractually? That was yes, just a stop from booking Rhea. Yeah. Pretty much. So, so technically, Jag is living in Australia, but just can't mm. get here. Technically... I'll give you technically. Can I, get, can I get a qualification on gimmick match? Because I've got gimmick titles for my matches, but they're not necessarily gimmick matches. Is that okay? Tony's got seven gimmick matches. This is going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Go, Lyle. All right. So, strictly seven matches, obviously. Yeah. Um, Where's your venue? Yeah. Which venue oh, did yeah. you go with? I've gone with the Aquatic Centre because I want... Oh, I'm going Tony's way. I think my card can get 1,500 people there at, at $85, Tony. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, $85. Front row, front row could be 100 <laughs> uh, Okay, um, Aiden. <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> That'll pop about nine people. Coincidentally, the number of people he got to his shows. Yeah, and that nine people just <laughs> lost their minds and spat their coffees all over their computer. Uh, ring announcer, I've got uh, Andy Coyne. Can't go, can't go wrong with the uh, the accent uh, with that, that kind of ring announcing. I quite enjoy Andy. Uh, commentary team is Don Marnell, um, Wrestle Rock version of Chris Fresh. So, oh no! So he's going. He's going to. So yeah. obviously he's going to. Prepare so a drunk Chris show. Fresh, we're going to say. Yeah, so he'll have to prepare Fresh. early for my show because I'm not going on at ten ten thirty. And I've I've got not a lot of guys know this um, next uh, commentator I've gone for. I feel this could be the shot in the army needs to get to the next level, get his name out there. Uh, guy, yeah, he's done a little bit of commentating in the past. Uh, All right, just get to it. It's Welsh. Oh, yeah, I am very good. Um, back, back, back in the day. Um, he'll also be running oh, um, the music for the night as well. Oh, he's got, good. He's really good at that, I've heard. Um, it, was, it was a bit of a disaster last time, but I think um, I learned a lot of lessons. Yeah. It was only, it was only 25 years ago, so you, uh, you had time to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't well, have to have take... Mo- but I have to carry Mozza. That'll help. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Or your 200 CD pocket from your car. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so, like we said, strictly seven matches. Oh, so I've uh, found a way around that. I've got a dark match. So that oh, doesn't count. Oh, you bastard! You're not the Paul Romer of the podcast. You're the Steve McMichael of the podcast. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fucking Mongo. Technically, he's even... okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say technically is okay. All right, well, what uh, is it? So I've, uh, this doesn't count, by the way. So if you're naming this match, Lyle hasn't booked you. <laughs> no, no, you're going to need extra people to set the ring up, is Not all I'm saying. booked. Yeah, all right. Who's the Dennis Stamp? <laughs> oh, that's a bit harsh now. Come on. I, I've, got a, I've got a rematch of a match that I watched in Japan. I'm pretty sure Joel may have been there. I've got Lynx Lewis Jr. versus Tyson Baxter. Oh, was and obviously, that? obviously, they're not on the main card. So they're going to kick the absolute living shit out of each other. 
to try and like get on the, my next card. Like exactly they like they did in the, be in the back room of an apartment store. What kind of ropes are you going to have for this match? Uh, no, be, the ring won't even be set up yet. They don't need it. They uh, just do it on the floor. Yeah, cool. <laughs> they, they wrestled in a four by four foot ring in front of thirty five Japanese drunk businessmen, and absolutely killed each other. So and I want to see that. And one this mark. is my this is my card. I want to see that match again. Um, All right. So I'm just glad uh, I'm booked. Yeah. <laughs> so starting the main uh, the main card, Royce Chambers versus Robbie Eagles. Is obviously that's going to be a current th- uh, a theme for a lot of people in the country, not just us. Um, then I've got a six-man tag. I've got Mr. Juicy, Davis Storm, Ooh. and Chris Basso. Davis Storm and Chris Basso had a six-man tag up at Coliseum. Uh, eight-man tag. Jessica Troy was in the match. It was one of the funniest wrestling matches I've ever seen. So I want to thought I'd put Mr. Juicy in there to see what they can come up with. And they're going yep. against uh, Lux, Kingsley, and Xena. And I've thrown in uh, Nikki Van Blair. So that's, oh, that's, my, that's my comedy match. I really can I um can I just uh, who's going to ask Gino to play the Mr. Juicy character in Melbourne because he said it won't be happening. Well, money talks. One. Maybe I'll get Joey Ryan to give him a call. Joey Ryan will give him a call and get him to do it again. I just thought that would have been selfless promotion of his chicken brand. So why wouldn't you go with it in Melbourne? There you go, Tony. Smart. Always thinking about the dollar. (laughs) I can't take uh, you seriously in that shirt, Tony. (laughs) I can't see him. (laughs) Um, uh, Then I've got a uh, a death match because they... um, just mid-card yeah, death match. No, no, this is just before intermission. I've, I've already had, technically, I've already had three matches. Um, intermission, obviously, <laughs> so you're going to have it before intermission. They're going to they're gonna ruin the place. intermission. There's already been three matches. How, no, the dark match doesn't count. No one gets there for the dark what, match. What are you talking about? That's going to be a 45-minute classic. <laughs> um, Cracker Jack versus Sid. Special guest referee... Joel Bateman. Cool. He's going to get in, involved somehow and he's going to... You know, my next show, obviously, is going to be a giant Why didn't success. you book him for the match? Because <laughs> he's, he's a guest. That would have been easy to do. That would have been easy. I'm not sucking up to him. But, you know, he can... Yeah, you know, the next card... It, it would be a small finish, so it'll be a, a triple threat next match. How do you uh, do next, a small uh, finish in a death match? Joel, you're, you're the one in the business, mate. Why are you asking me? I'm just doing a stupid wrestling podcast. Fucking <laughs> dusty finish. Yeah, you do a dusty finish. Use your imagination. Set up the next Joel. card. Set up, set up the next card next month. All right. It's right. a super show. There's no next month. Super show two. What in four, four weeks? That can happen. We're going to be starved of wrestling by the time we get back to it, mate. Don't worry. Dark. What's happening uh, in the mission? Uh, we're bringing back the raffle. Right. Oh, fuck. Yeah, to- Tony's going to read out the raffle. So, oh, so Tony's been booked. Legs yeah, Tony, of course he's booked. Of course, of course he's booked. And <laughs> probably there's going to be that many redraws. This could be the longest intermission raffle ever because he'll get it wrong. Since Underworld. <laughs> Coming back from intermission, I've got Adam Brooks versus Damian Slater. Yeah, nice. Wow. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, I like that one. All right, what else? 
I've got a tag match. The Street Gang Hooligans. Can I bring one out of retirement? Super Show. He's coming out of retirement anyway. Uh, street Gang Hooligans. <laughs> I think Tony's bringing a few out of retirement. So. <laughs> Tony's entire show is going to smell like Deep Heat and Jack Daniels. I can't wait. <laughs> Ryan Eagles brought himself out of retirement, so of course he can. Yeah. I'm assuming Tony's uh, studio right now smells the same. Street Gang Hooligans versus the Brat Pack versus the Velocities versus the Pereira. Wow. Beautiful. I'm in it for the dance off. Yeah. Oh, of course, it's going to be mid match dance off, all four teams. The unit obviously going to take out the prize. A little bit bit boring, but nice. A little bit boring. (laughs) Is that right, is it, Tony? That wouldn't be boring at all. Yeah. Take Good it joke. easy, Tony. Uh, then I've got the MCW women's title match. Avery versus Steph Delander versus Lena Cross versus Madison Eagles. Yeah, nice. Yeah, good. Very, yeah. very good. And my main event for the PWWA title, Dowie James versus Jessica Troy. So you've only got one gimmick match? One gimmick match. I, I was strict. I, I gave away one gimmick match for my dark match. I um I'd be keen for your main event. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, the promos yeah, leading sure. up to it would be good too. I think <clears throat> my event takes place at the Melbourne Pavilion, which is a venue I would like to see wrestling at. It's been done. It can, I want to see more there. It can be configured beautifully, All depending right. on how many tickets you sell. <laughs> um, the ring announcer is Joel Bateman. Okay. So you couldn't book him can for I, a match. Can I be drunk? Yes, that would be encouraged. Excellent. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I'll take the gift. The commentary team of Andy Coyne, Seb and Costello. What? <laughs> and Gino Gambino. I thought I might and have been. The, Sorry. the backstage announcer of yours truly. I've got to book myself. Yeah. The, and the timekeeper will be Lyle. Oh, I can keep time. Don't worry about that. Um, match one. Hang on, hang on. What am I doing? Let me read he'll my get, card he'll, out. He'll, he'll get to it. He says okay. shit. Right. Match one, Robbie Eagles versus Royce Chambers. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, just a match I really want to see. Yeah, that, you, you're, reading my, you're reading mine one, mate. Uh, no, I haven't. I didn't Next have page, a dark mate. You're reading mine. Um, match two. I've put together a, a tag team match. Uh, Ricky South and Lockie Hendricks versus Jag and Davis Storm. Ooh, a lot of people a lot of people are having Davis and Jag against each other, but I think they could beat the shit out of Ricky and Lockie and it'll be a good match. What's the entrance going to look like for like Lockie to that. and Ricky? <laughs> Lockie and Ricky would have the greatest entrance in history. Yep. So you get Lockie to go back to Loverboy for one Yes, night? I do. I you want Loverboy. No, yeah, you have to. Um, match three is a Survivor Series match. <laughs> the Velocities, Lux, and Nicky Van Blair. Yeah. Versus the Mile High Club. Shaz XT. Yeah. And Slade Mercer, who I think is criminally undervalued. I'm in. I'm in just for Slade ragdolling the five members of the other team. 
the, I think the beauty of this match will be Slade um, being super serious while the comedy happens around him. Yep. Um, and then before intermission, I've got um, a fatal four-way between Jessica Troy, Dowie James, AJ Istria, oh, and good. Gavin McGavin. Oh, that's good. I think it'll be a technical masterclass um, and hopefully the crowd get on board for it because there'll just be submission and counter after submission and counter. Then we've got intermission where I'll have Julian James and the Millionaires Club playing wrestling tunes. <laughs> nice. After intermission, Adam Brooks versus Matty Wahlberg. Nice. Wow. Um, then Slex. Versus Mick Moretti versus Damian Slater in a triple threat match. Yeah. And then my main event is a gimmick match. It's a, a, TL- it's a TLC between Arbor4K, Sammy Falcon, Ryan Rapid, and Asia versus the Brat Pack, Mitch Waterman, Nick Berry, and Avery versus the prehistoric death cult, Caveman Ugg, Sid Parker, and Erica Reed. And it will be a fucking car crash. Oh, I think that, I think there's money in that match. I really, really there's do. a there lot is. of money in that match, and that's that's my card. So hang on. So I what am I doing? Nothing. I beg your pardon. Uh, you can take Tony. You're, you're you're handing out flyers for the hang next on. show. You can take the tickets or hand out flyers or set up the ring. I don't care. Hang on. How does Lyle get a gig and not me? That is so stupid. I've been a member of the Australian Wrestling Fraternity for over 30 years. And Lyle, you still can't no get their names right. No disrespect, buddy, but you are so freaking boring. You deserve the timekeeper's job. There's no doubt about that because you are the James Ellsworth of Australian wrestling. You are the epitome of the Ellsworth famous line, any man with two hands has a fighting chance. This is exactly like Ellsworth getting his shot at the Intercontinental Championship because the fans felt sorry for him. And Walshy obviously does here. Ellsworth That's is a true. jobber. A man who would do anything to stay in the business. Just ask Braun Strowman. Why Ellsworth was given a chance to win the WWE Championship against AJ Styles, but couldn't even get that right, winning the match by DQ, meaning no title, his last chance of fame. And just like yourself, buddy, Ellsworth was battling way above his weight when he took on the manager's role for Carmella. And Lyle, you are so like James Ellsworth, I would hate to think what you're in your text messages when you send out to those girls for that second date that you mentioned. As Ellsworth was declared the 2016 SmackDown mascot for Survivor Series, you, sir, are the mascot of On the Turnbuckle. Hey, Tony, I booked you. What are you. Why have you gone off in a tantrum for I'm me? Pissed off. I am pissed off. Well, I booked no, that's you. fair enough. You? That's. That's a tirade that you kind of deserve, Lyle. No, that was a tantrum, mate. That was a childish tantrum. That wasn't a tirade. That was Tony's but, tirade right there. He had no problem with my card. <laughs> the, the, the raffle's a staple of Australian wrestling, Tony. Joel, was everyone like hates the raffle. Tony Joel, loves would you like to raffle. get us back onto sensibility, please? How can I get back on the sensibility after that? Half the, everyone's walking. You can't walk out of a digital podcast. Um, uh, Tony, Joel, 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 please, just please, Joel, make sure you. I can't take another tantrum like that. Make sure you book Tony on the card. Just stick him somewhere, please. Oh fuck! All right, hang on, give me a sec. Yep, all right, I can do that. So, Tony, I'm going to need you to do some negotiating for me. 
It's a yeah. behind-the-scenes role, but you're still booked. That's because... right. I'm happy to be involved. <laughs> Look, I was originally going to go with the Forum Theatre for my venue. Yeah. But considering I've got to give you a job, I need you to go and do some negotiating for me because you blokes want to run big venues and charge 70, 80 bucks a head. I need you to get the Dragonfly reopened and I'm going to charge 200 bucks a head. All right, we'll see what we can do. I think it's office space. Who's cooking now. the... Who's cooking the... I think it's all rats in there, isn't there? No, they've been moved on. <laughs> moved on. Yeah, well, see, it's on Tony, the quality of the venue. This is the thing. I'm happy to help you out with that, Joel. No problems at all. Thank you very much. All right, so taking place at the Dragonfly Restaurant in Telemarine, Victoria. Uh, my ring announcer for the evening is JT Robinson. Yeah. Um, who I think does a great job. And the commentary team of Lord Andy Coyne, Don Marnell and Gino Gambino. Now, all right, so I sat there and went, what's the best opening match in Australian wrestling? And it's not Royce Chambers versus <laughs> Robbie Eagles. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, but it is. But I went with who's got the two best intros in Australian wrestling that the crowd will just go nuts for. So my opening match is Ricky South versus Slex. Oh, yeah, that is very good. And it'll be a cracking match. Oh. Yeah, so that's why I went, all right, straight out of the gate, let's go. Uh, I absolutely adore Ricky South and Slex's work speaks for itself. Um, match two. Uh, so I kind of got around because I, again, very Japanese wrestling structured. I don't like triple threats and four ways. Big tag team match guy. Um, so my first gimmick match is a four way tag team match. So I was able to get around it a little bit. For the MCW tag team titles, uh, the team of AJ Istria and Jackson Cross versus the Velocities of Paris to Silver and Jude London. Versus the Babes of Carter Deems and Matty Wahlberg against the champions of the Brat Pack. Yeah, that's fun. good. That is very good. Uh, match three, my second gimmick match. Uh, uh, again, Survivor Series rules. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so, so Survivor Series, it's an eight-person tag match because I, like you, Lyle, like watching big people beat the shit out of one another. Yes. So, it is the team of... Matt Rogers, <laughs> Brother Gore, <laughs> Michael Weaver, and the Don Michael Morioni against the team of Tommy Knight, <laughs> Mitch McCarthy, <laughs> Richie Taylor, yes. and Steph Delander. Oh, be, there'd be some bruises coming out of that match. Yeah, there could be. <laughs> yeah. It could be a couple of sore heads the next day, definitely. That's what I thought. I'm just like, these guys are all like well-versed in the art of punch face. <laughs> yeah. So um, let them go at it. And then my match last before intermission in a similar vein um, to what some of you guys have said. Um, very much the current measuring stick against what, who, one of the people who I think is going to be the future measuring sticks. So I've got Davis Storm against Kellyanne. That would be fantastic. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Davis would, um, Davis would have a lot of fun putting that together as well. I, I think it'd be a cracking match. I think it'd be absolutely unbelievable. Um, Dowie and Kelly, when they had their singles match, I think there wasn't enough people who saw it and kind of only scratched at the surface of just how good Kelly is. So well that's why I put that one together. Uh, intermission, Yard Duty are going to play us a set, which would be good fun. So two of us thought about intermission. Uh, I'm not bringing back a raffle because I fucking hate raffles. Um, first match back after an omission, the reformed 
team of the Loose and the Reckless, Dowie James and Adam Brooks, taking on the untouchables of Damian Slater and Marcus Pitt. Fantastic. Which I think would be fun in any form of those four in singles matches as well. It would be absolutely brilliant. Uh, my semi-main event for the PWA Heavyweight Championship, Caveman Ugg defends against former champion Mark Davis. Oh, awesome. Ooh. Very good. And then my main event is a tag team match. And it does kind of run back into the reoccurring theme. So it is the team of chaos of Mikey Nichols and Robbie Eagles taking on a team that I put together that I like to call the armbenders of Jessica Troy and Royce Chambers. Nice. Not armbenders is a good name for a team. <laughs> <laughs> so you've still got Robbie Eagles versus I've still got Royce Robbie Chambers. Eagles versus Royce Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just at the other end of the card of the tag. That's all. <laughs> Everyone wants it. I've got it as my opener just because I think, yeah, it'll blow the roof off the place. But it's, I did toy with the idea of putting it last as well. So I, I couldn't go past it. I think Jess is brilliant. Like Royce has got leagues to go and he's already amazing. And then the other two are very much at the tippy-tippy top of wrestling in this country. So, Well done, Joel. Fantastic card. That's why you're in the business and we're not. Well, Tony, I'm, I'm interested to oh, hear I your card. I can't wait for this. Uh, so here we <laughs> yeah. go. We are 30, wrestling, 30 we are, years in the business here, Tony. We are wrestling at the Melbourne ballpark <laughs> because we can fit 4,000 people in there at 75 bucks a head. <laughs> Make an absolute freaking fortune. Uh, commentators... Me, because I think I'm probably one of the most underrated <laughs> and undervalued guys in the commentary position. And for a bit so of colour, names wrong. And for a bit of colour, I'm going to bring in Jay White from New Zealand. <laughs> you can't bring anyone in. From you New can't Zealand. bring anyone in. No, from but, no, but, no, but strictly, and that's also a, racist. There is a tra- no, no. I didn't for mean colour. No, I mean, no, I, I meant the fact that he wears a little bit, and he's yeah, colour commentary exactly. Uh, there's going to be, a, a, bubble. Like there's going to be a bubble between Australia and New Zealand, and we'll be he able to travel like between each. As long as he I don't have like my you. mobile phone on, I think we'll be okay. I so think Tony, not... Tony's the only promoter in the world who brings the leader of the Bullet Club over and puts him on color commentary. <laughs> I know. He Back hasn't stage... even got to his first match. He's already broken the rule. Backstage <laughs> reporter. No, hang on. No, there's going to be travel allowed between New Zealand and but Australia. That wasn't the rule. Like Perth. Anyway, go. Backstage reporter, I'm going with Julian DeStoop. Now, Julian was part of the Fox Sports News team who's been sacked. He's got a young family and needs work. So I'm going to give it to him by reporting backstage for us. I don't think a hot dog and a sandwich from you is going to feed his family. (laughs) 4,075 ahead, I can at least give him 500. At least. Jeez, you're looking after your mate, Tony, or what? My old mate, George Danikian, will be the ring announcer. (laughs) Because he has what no are, problems with names. What are we doing? And the referees will be Joel Bateman and Tony Marino is coming back. To oh. referee. <laughs> Plus, we'll also have a special guest appearance in the I Hate Your Guts match of suspenders referee Sam. What's his name? Edison. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll be, he'll be the guy who's going to be our special guest referee. All right, our first match is the over. So you've got a referee as special guest referee. Yes. We've got two referees okay. and a special and then, guest and, referee. And then, yeah, and then book the wrestler as a ref. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> hang on. Yeah. 
Uh, He's over to get his mates the on the first go. match is the over 35 year old battle royale. <laughs> oh, God. So, so, you, so we're qualify, all in this. To qualify, you have to be over 35 years old. I, I didn't think that was apparent by the name of the match. <laughs> so you got a Super Rules Battle Royal. Super Thanks for clearing that up. And they come out in this order. Oh, George the Hitman Julio. <laughs> yes. Cremator. Nope. Okay. Mark Mercedes. Here Matt Rogers. Mad Dog. The Headmaster. Nope. Frank Carpenter. <laughs> nope. Lobo. Here Davis Storm. Mark Williamson. Rocky. <laughs> Rocky Monero, Riley from Adelaide, Cracker Jack, Rowan Herbstreet, TNT, <laughs> Pitbull, yep. Vulcan, nope. Julian James, and Madison Eagles. Last one out. Hey, check a birth certificate, Tony. Are you sure TNT's over 35? He's probably <laughs> over 50. Okay. Right. He was Jeez. wrestling before I even got in the business. So Candyman's winning because you know Candyman doesn't lose to anybody, right? Well, also he's Tony's mate. <laughs> yeah, he's also Tony's mate. Shows the kind of uh, shows the kind of company you keep. Why don't you book Enforcer in this? No, that's no, a good point. I, I thought Headmaster yeah. was uh, a good enough entertainment value. For <laughs> Headmaster is is George going to be able to take the bump over the top rope? Uh, I don't be... think I don't think Headmaster can walk. He might not be able to. <laughs> He's the worst wrestler I've ever seen. Straight after that that match, we have the first intermission to allow the ambulances to clear. (laughs) (laughs) Then straight off the back of the intermission, we have the Jurassic Park match of Caveman Ugg and Sid Parker. What the fuck is a Jurassic Park match? I don't know. Caveman's and dinosaurs, Jurassic Park. Isn't that right? (laughs) It, it's just a gimmick name, Joel. It's not a gimmick <laughs> it's match. It's just a gimmick name. I didn't say a gimmick match. It's a gimmick name. Our next match is the oh p- goodness is the Python match between Steph Delander and Hartley Jackson. Yeah, right. Why is it a Python match? Well, because Hartley Jackson's got massive pythons, and Steph Delander loves them. Pythons, that is. <laughs> Really Our third match. <laughs> Our fourth match, I should say, is the I Hate Your Guts match. And it's Loverboy versus Dowie James. Not that they hate each other. I actually hate their guts. All right. <laughs> We've seen this match five times in the last 12 months. My card, I'm allowed to pick it. Then we go to... Was a, dream matches. We've then seen we go, that. That's a dream match. I'd love to see that on my card. No wonder your promotion didn't go very well. Then we go... That's exactly right. Thank you, Elshie. Appreciate that. Uh, then we go to another break, our second break. Legitimate break. Come back with three the first match after the break is a three-way all-you-can-eat match. Now, it's Gino versus Shazza. Now, she challenged him to an eating contest a couple of years ago. So that's why she qualifies for this match. But obviously, right. Kai Drake is in there as well. And he is the champion. Have you actually seen him at a sushi train restaurant? Is this a match or an eating contest? No, well, no, it's a match, but it's just the winner gets all you can eat. Because the next <laughs> match, the next match is a dragonfly three-way memorial tag team. What? So that's where the all you can eat comes into it. Brooksy versus Robbie Eagles versus Brooksy and Robbie Eagles, sorry, versus the Brat Pack versus Jake Andrew Arthur and Mr. Big. Oh, I've got no words. This is the worst card 
The main event will be the passing of the Torch Championship. <laughs> and it'll be Slex versus Royce. You make WCW at the end of the year 2000 look like the best of all Japan, Tony. What's wrong with that? They're great I matches. thought... I thought in your battle over 35 battle royal, there would have been a passing of the torch somewhere there. Is there going to be a swerve, bro? They were good matches. I don't see what your problem is. Are you going to put yourself in the eating contest, Tony? Because you were disappointed <laughs> when we went to, <laughs> we to Coliseum and you, you had to fly out early. You were disappointed you couldn't jump in there with Kai Drake. Yeah, in the you, thought you, could beat, you thought you could beat Kai That's Drake. Now, you said you could beat him twice on Sundays. If we, have Super, Series, if we have Super Series 2, I'll take on the winner of that three-way all-you-can-eat match. What's uh, Super Series 2? Well, did Super I say we're going to have a Super Show? No, I am. Me. Mine's going to be successful. People are going to want it in oh. three weeks. Yeah, Tony, yours isn't going to be successful. Oh, I can't wait to see the 45 people he draws for the Melbourne ballpark. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to have to push them all together for the hard cam? <laughs> are, you say, are you saying that none of those... Are you saying those matches are shit? Is that what you're saying? Most of them are, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I apologise too. What's hey, your main Matt event? Hogan, Sid Parker, Steph Delander and Hartley Jackson, Loverboy and Dowie, Gino Shazza and Kai Drake. Uh, Brooksy and Robbie Eagles, the Brat Pack, Jake Andrew Arthur and Mr. Big, I especially apologise to you, and Slex and Royce for being on my shit card. Are you going, are you going to apologise to everyone in your battle royal? <laughs> they're, all, they're all in comas. <laughs> <like. laughs> Look, I'm not saying that they're shit wrestlers. No, you on the did. Card. You I'm just, just said that. Been, you I'm said that they were poorly. Don't take it back because I can replay your words. You said, yeah, it said it's a shit, shit card. card. It's a shit card. That's all right. No problems. Apologies to you. Yeah. That's all right. You got, you got that. You come, You went full circle, Tony. Your main event is a main event anywhere in the country. So you, I don't know if you've uh, redeemed yourself. I don't want to go that far. Apologies that, to all the wrestlers that I booked for being on my, for being shit wrestlers on a shit card. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got the most shit wrestlers. <laughs> Good wrestlers. You did. Good wrestlers on so, a shit card. What? Why are you giving apologies, Tony? Can you apologise to all the wrestlers you stiffed over the years in your promoting days? What's next? <laughs> Just ignore it. You're not even going to sell that to you, bastard. Yeah, don't ignore that. Can we interview Tony on a show and talk about his promoting days? <laughs> yes. What's next? <laughs> Apparently there was some interesting feedback on my tirade last week. Tantrum. It's a tirade. But, no, Tony, you've already done it, so... He's been childish. Hey? I think Tony's tirade could be a segment, Tony. I thought we decided that last week, didn't we? Well, oh, man. <laughs> this has fallen off badly. Uh, Welshie, what are you cancelling apart from this show? I'm cancelling jerks on Facebook who are tagging and posting each other Post a picture of you playing or coaching or donate 30 bucks to charity. I don't want to see random blokes posting pictures of themselves in short shorts from their glory days. Just donate the fucking money to charity, you tight ass motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I don't see one. If, if you played footy in 1987. Yeah. Okay. I've seen one person donate. So. I've seen none. I've seen zero people donate. 
Lyle, you've obviously watched AEW and or NXT. What did you watch? No, I didn't watch any of it this week, Tony. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. Oh, well, thanks for telling me that before we put it on the bloody run sheet. No, I, I didn't even watch it. Is there anything you'd like what? to add, Joel? Um, I just went. Is there? Not that I can think of. Not at stage. Um, support independent wrestling where you can. Yeah. Everyone's like, like I don't know about you, but I, how are you guys coping watching the wrestling with no crowds? No, it's tough. It's it's tough. I'm not really watching it. Yeah, WrestleMania. Me, you watched it because it was WrestleMania, but apart from that, it's pretty tough. I've watched, I, I found I've, it really, really tough. Yeah, there's just the lack of atmosphere, and it just feels like there's no consequences for matches. Like they don't seem important because there's no crowd or atmosphere. I've watched some old shows, some old New Japan. Um, and things like that. An old SmackDown I had a watch along with a few mates uh, the other night, which was fun. Yeah, you invited um, me to that. I'm not interested in watching old SmackDown. I said mates. I did say Or mates. talking to you. Uh, um, yeah, I said... Yeah, so... No, but the, re- the the rest of the week I just spent watching uh, old Paul Roma matches and geez, he was criminally underrated, to be honest. <laughs> criminally. <laughs> criminally. So, I think yeah. he was before his time. This week? Is before his time. That's what I'll be Tony, watching next. Poor Tony, we're not a visual podcast. What are you? What are you watching? What is it? ECW. Most... ECW. I can't oh, see it because it's the same color as his top. Oh, is that got the match? <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong. It was blue. I might watch Backlash. Oh, sit still. Yep. All right. Tony, right. bringing out your old VHS tapes is not going to help the podcast at all. They're not VHS tapes; they're DVDs. Wait. There's lots of places yeah, to watch di- wrestling on the internet. Obviously, MCW has their streaming service. Uh, Wrestle Rampage now have their streaming service. Uh, I should have researched this, but the, the old PWA events, today all on OVO? Or at least the ones um, that have had on OVO? Uh, They're starting to get on there, I think. Yeah, not, not, not the ones previous to their OVO debut. relationship, I don't think. But yeah... Um, all the previous shows that have been on Ovo Live, uh, Ovo Play, they're, they're still up there. Same as Newey Pro, uh, they're up there. Oh, I really should have looked so, that up. Yeah, there's some, some, some great matches. Yeah, there's there. some great matches there to go back and watch. Um, MCW have just up uh, are in the process of uploading the old PWA library from the early 2000s, which is some really good stuff, like uh, Baby Dowie James and Slack still kind of finding his feet. And guys like Jay Andrews on top, who, you know, is in charge of the MCW Academy. And you can kind of see why he's such a good coach because he was a brilliant wrestler. Is there any champagne pyro? It's all champagne pyro. Oh, very good. How, yeah. The, just to be serious for a minute, how long does this last? Okay, Landstorm. <laughs> he got the arse this week, so it's not a bit serious <laughs> for him at the minute. Um, how long does this lockdown... <laughs> How long does this lockdown have to go for before Mikey really digs deep and puts up Tony's old shows? <laughs> well, he's got them. Yeah, does I know he? he's got them. I know he's got them. Well, see, I was going to get up Mikey to put up the STF shows. Yeah. That live I in him to for me. Tony's, to put Tony's old shows up. The Circus, uh, yeah. the circus Tent show was amazing. That's the one he's at, got. At least us, we could have a watch along while uh, watching it with Mikey. We could all get a few people on. That'd there. be fun. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. We could do a live record commentary over the old shows. I miss so Tony. Now. Tony doing live commentary over a show he commentated at. No, Tony. Tony's got to be there. Just Tony gets to the sit in the corner. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to sit there in like, a punching bag for hours. I've got an idea for a show that I'll take up with you, Joel. I'll talk to you about it later. Sounds oh, like fun. Oh, okay. uh, but you've obviously got in a... <laughs> You guys are booked. Uh, I thought we were a team. We've got... it's... Look, I have a feeling it's something you might not want to be associated with. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like Tony's Just browser. Justin Inkley. <laughs> but yeah, to support, to support as many independent wrestling channels as you can. You get me with no, I'll, I'll save what I was about to say. I'll take it offline. Uh, just suffice to say, I'm not running that. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I look forward to seeing you um, at the ballpark <laughs> <laughs> when wrestling gets back on for what Hey, Tony, be. what did you think of the. Did, Tony? Yes. Did we mentioned the um survive, uh, the money in the bank rules changes. No. Because I know I put it on your run sheet. No, you didn't. Did you? Hang on. I don't believe you did. It's on my <laughs> run sheet. It's right. <laughs> and here. I sent you this. Hang on. Open recent. It's coming, folks. Just bear with us. Tech- Six. Technology. Uh, hang on for a sec. Here it comes. Up it comes. I'd closed everything down. I thought we'd finished. Uh, Joel posed uh, interesting changes to TLC. What are the changes to TLC? Was what was that noise? Who let a train in? No, no. Um, they're doing like a DDT type match where you start at the bottom of Titan Tower and you work your way to the top. Um, I'd like to see it like the Simpsons where the last person to the top gets fired. <laughs> so join the rest of their mates who got fired. Real sensitive, That was worth think, reintroducing to the show. No, well, I think, it would have been no. fine if the show had flowed like you were meant to make it flow. But yeah. I, I think the big disappointing thing here is now that WWE have had to put on hold their new office uh, being built, is now the guys can't really tear into the place and tear it up because I'm assuming that's why they booked it. You know, so guys, you know, tear, half tear the place down because we're moving soon. So, yeah, disappointing in that. Braun Strowman could just tip it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we let people tune off now? Yeah. I see yeah, they're still here. Yeah. 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 Tony, I got some homework for you, mate. Uh, I'll look forward to yeah. seeing that. Catch go you next there. week, folks. Go. I'm going to give you the homework. What? There's a classic match on uh, uh, WCW Saturday night in uh, July 10th, 1993. Yep. Uh, a young Steve Austin versus Paul Roma. All right, beautiful. You go back and watch that, mate, and then you reconsider your Paul Roma jokes, mate. No, I won't. No, okay. You just keep having no, your... We did get a message. We did get a message from Paul Roma. He was upset about getting compared to Lyle. I didn't see you sit all night. Uh, Joel, <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of this shibozzle. Your, your card was the shibozzle. So your card was the shibozzle. And, and please don't for one minute think that I didn't take your idea seriously. I was actually being serious. I just... I, I appreciate the gig as a ref. I can't get, wait to get paid in a burnt sausage in a can of Fanta. <laughs> yeah. and, I didn't and, even get booked. And Tony, of all the shows you've promoted, that one you just read out was the best of all. Catch you next week. Till then, all the best.